welcome to Storytelling. This week's guest is passionate about the benefits to living an intentional life through crossing items off his bucket list and helping others to do the same. His mission is in supporting others to intentionally live out their bucket list as a great way to build confidence, get outside their bubble and bring themselves joy. He recently completed a three-month journey travelling around the world to cross items off his bucket list and today he is featured on his podcast. Please welcome... Roger Williams. Hello, Roger, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Debbie. I'm honored to be here. Roger, what are the key things to consider when creating a bucket list? Yeah, I think a lot of times folks forget to set an intention for their lists. We just go about our business and put all these things we think are supposed to be on the list, yet we forget to remember, why am I doing this? And setting an attention can be a really, really key part of actually having focus as you create your list, as well as when you are managing it and crossing things off. Is there a difference between having a bucket list and setting goals for yourself? I think there's a fine line is what I would say. Setting goals can be lots of different things. You can have financial goals, you can have uh, personal goals, but I, I think a bucket list is things that should be Outside of that, things that really bring you joy. Not everything on our goal list might bring us joy. And I think that's, again, it's have setting that intention. Why are you doing it? Are you doing it to get out of your bubble? Are you doing it to meet new people? Are you doing it to find joy? Are you doing it to learn new things? What's the intention behind the list, I think, is what sets it apart from a task list or a goal list. How has having a bucket list for yourself made a difference to you and your life? Well, I think it's given me focus. And I think, you know, for me personally, my intention for my bucket list is to be more communal and uh, do things with people more. The first thing on my list was to uh, cross off the Camino de Santiago, which if your listeners don't know is a 790 kilometer trek across Northern Spain. And it's a very communal, you walk with people all day long, you know, uh, 20 to 30 kilometers a day, and you um, stay in albergues at night, hostels, and you have dinners together and sometimes breakfast. And, you know, you wind up walking the same uh, pace as other people or the same stages as they call it. And so you get to know certain people. So I did that in 2021 for the first time and met people from all over the world. When I took my adult bap year last year, my agenda for traveling was based on all these people that I met from Israel and Italy and the UK and Spain um, and even Costa Rica. I took a three-month trip, and those destinations were really driven by those friendships that I created on the Camino. You just mentioned that you took an adult gap year. What would you say was the motivation behind it? And what would you say to someone who may have thought about it, but they may think, oh, no, I've missed the boat on taking a gap year? 
Yeah, for Americans, we don't do gap year much. So that's a lot of people in the United States. But um, overseas, it may be uh, more common, especially when you're younger. And I just decided that I needed to do something different. I needed a change in pace in my life. When I got back from the Camino, I went into the office and I showed one of my coworkers that I'd worked with for four and a half years, a reel of just selfies that I had taken with all the people that I had met on the Camino. And she looked at me when she was done watching it. She goes, I've never seen you that happy. And that just like, it made me smile because I was glad she saw that in those pictures. But at the same time, I'm like, I've worked with you for four and a half years and you've never seen me this happy. There's something that needs to change. I wouldn't necessarily recommend an adult gap year for everyone. I was unfortunate enough that I was able to have been saved some money that I was able to do that. But it's it's more of just what I learned was what are you doing with those 70 or 80 hours you're not a week you're not sleeping or working? And how do you transfer those hours into things that you can do that bring you joy? And for me, that was taking my bucket list and looking at it and saying, okay, well, what, what am I going to do? What am I not going to wait for anymore? What's going to bring me joy and happiness? And, and I'm going to just go out and do those things. I totally agree with you with regards to finding joy and happiness in the things that you do. One of the questions that I ask myself every year is, is there something that you've always wanted to do, but you've never actually had the opportunity to do it? Or is there something that you've put off doing? If there's something that I can say yes to, then I try and go out and do it. I think for me, it's about mm-hmm. finding those bits of joy that not necessarily are crowd pleasers. It's pleasing to you. Exactly. Right. And that's what, you know, when people ask in the States, people would ask me, what, what's in the gap year? What do you do? And I'm like, I'm, the easiest way to explain it, since we don't really do it much here, is um, I'm just going to go do things that bring me joy. And sometimes that's saying no to stuff too. <laughs> sometimes that's saying I'm not going to do that or I'm not going to do this because it doesn't bring me joy. And uh, I think we're the only ones, like you said, that things that make you happy, we're the only ones that can make ourselves happy. We can't rely on other people. We can't rely on other groups. We have to do it ourselves. And we have to be engaging in things that are special to us. Again, that's part of the setting the intention, right? Uh, you know, what is it that's going to bring you joy? What's going to make you happy? And do that. I think another thing you were kind of talking about was that, you know, your list is to me is a living document, right? It doesn't, it's not one static thing and you just write it down and that's it. You put things on the list, you cross things off the list, and you can also take things off the list where if it's, no longer appealing or it might not bring you joy or it doesn't fit your intention anymore, you can take it off. It's okay. It's no, There's no uh, bucket list police out there trying to, to make sure you cross every item off or there's something wrong with you. It's a living document. Has the feedback been from some people that they may feel as though their bucket list maybe looks a bit selfish? Sure. Yeah, there's the issue of it being selfish, and then there's also the issue of it just being consumeristic, that you're just, and not just in that you're buying things, is that you're consuming the world. And so a lot of times you can look at travel as selfish, right? You have to get a permit to get up to Machu Picchu right now, and there's issues with 
Australia and the Great Barrier Reef that it may not be there very much longer because it's overused. And so there's some people that look at a bucket list and people that live a bucket list lifestyle and say, oh my gosh, you're just using up everything. You're just taking, taking, and taking, or you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, as we say over here in the States, and and just have things and do things for no purpose. And and that's why I keep going back to it, setting that attention. Why, why do you want to go to Machu Picchu? Why do you want to go to Hawaii? Why do you want to go to some of these places where, you know, the resources are slim and indigenous people are getting used in the process? Why do you want to do it? And and if you can, if you have a good reason, I'm not against travel. If you have a good reason that you, you want to learn something or you want to contribute or you want to give back or you want to volunteer, then great. Those are great reasons to want to, to go someplace. Um, but, but really, again, having that, setting that attention of what, why am I doing this? Am I doing it just because everybody else on Instagram is doing it? Or am I doing it because, because it has meaning for me and you, that you can be able to someone challenge you? Can you, can you say what that meaning is and can you come back on it? Um, and I think that's, that's what's most important. I know, you know, being selfish, there's always that age old story that when you get on the plane and you go through the safety procedures, they say, you know, when the drop masks drop, you put yours on force first because if you, don't put yours on first. You won't be able to help anybody else, small children or the elderly. And so that's the way I kind of look at it from a standpoint of I need to take care of myself so that I can be a better partner, so that I can be a better son, so that I can be a better brother and friend. And when I'm healthiest and happiest, that's when I'm able to be the best version of me. Um, so I don't see it as, as necessarily being selfish. I see it as self-care and understanding that you need to be the best version of yourself at all times. Sometimes that means you, you take some time for yourself. I totally agree with you. What is next for you, Roger, on your bucket list? <laughs> so I uh, am currently working on crossing off uh, every 50 states, visiting every 50 states in the United States. I'm down to 48, crossed off 48. So I have two more left. It seems like a big deal for those who don't live in the United States. And it actually, it really is because most people, um, citizens of the United States, the average is 12 states in their lifetime. So I have uh, North Dakota and Alaska are the last two on my list. And I'm, uh, I want to be able to perform on the ukulele at some point. <laughs> so I'm, I'm teaching myself ukulele. And even if it's just me taking a video and putting it on TikTok or Instagram, I want to be able to play a song uh, on the internet, with my ukulele. That's absolutely amazing and fantastic. I look forward to hearing you on your ukulele sometime very soon. <laughs> what is the last top tip you would give to someone who's saying, you know what, I'm going to put a bucket list together? Yeah, I have to go back. It's setting that intention for what your list is because it just, once you have that, it's like having a mission statement. For, for your bucket list. You, you you wouldn't start a business without a mission statement. You wouldn't start a, an NGO without a mission statement. And so I, I think that if you're going to do it, you know, having that intention of why drives even why you put things on your list, why and when you take things off. And it really helps you be successful because you're you have purpose for it. Roger, thank you very much for your time on this podcast. Well, Debbie, it's been an honor and a privilege, and uh, I appreciate uh, what you're doing. Are you inspired to start a bucket list? For further ideas, check out Roger's bucket list using the link in the show notes.